right, guys. So thanks for uh, tuning in again to today's episode of Doc's Sportscast. Uh, so just wanted to recap for those of you who are not aware, Doc's Sportscast is because of our two-year-old Dachshund that uh, basically comes up with all the content. She's a huge sports fan, loves her football game days. Her name is Aurora. She is the two-year-old Dachshund on the cover art of this podcast and the inspiration for a lot of the content we have on this channel. So uh, wanted to just make sure you guys were aware of that. And uh, Aurora is very excited for today's picks. We are, or today's, um, I say picks, today's episode. We're going to be talking about the draft recap of the 2021 NFL draft. Yeah, it just happened. And uh, Aurora was very excited watching the picks. She was so upset with some of the some of the people that she was really rooting for didn't get drafted. She loved seeing some of the picks, and some of them were really bonkers to her. She did not understand what was going on with some of these teams. So, uh, with that being said, we'll jump right into it today. Uh, and we're really talking about the sexy picks here, right? The quarterbacks, running backs, and the receiving core uh, out there. So, tight ends and wide receivers. We're not really going to touch too much on, you know, linemen, defensive players, things like that. Because, you know, we really love to play fantasy football. That's a huge impact right now. We're not going to see a lot of the turnout from a lot of these defensive players, things like that, until we get closer to the season and we kind of see how teams are filling out their roster. So talking a little bit more about these skill position players for right now. And first off, we're going to talk about the various uh, positions and kind of where they're drafted, just in case you guys are not aware. So uh, QBs, you know, Trevor Lawrence, obvious number one pick. Uh, he was number four on my board, actually, for quarterbacks. All right. Now, I'm not going to get into a lot of the details on this as far as why people are on my board at certain spots, but he was number four on my board. Now, just to preface this, last year I had um, I had Justin Herbert number one on my list, and I feel like that turned out pretty well. Uh, so I was I was pretty happy with that, and then um, you know hopefully I'm correct again this year. We'll see how it goes, but. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, number four on my board. Um, and I'm talking from my board, I am specifically saying these players, based on how how good of a QB I believe they're going to be in the long run, at the end of their career, okay? By the time they're finished, what I think they will be able to accomplish, okay? And this ma matters in multiple ways. One of them is that Trevor Lawrence, the reason he's fourth on my board is because I believe we're seeing the peak of where he's at. I don't see a lot of growth potential based on what we saw. I don't think he's going to continue to develop all that much and improve all that much. I think a lot of the other guys on this board that I have, uh, the guys higher than him, I think have the ability. They may not be as NFL ready right now, but I think they have the ability to be better overall in the long run when their career is all said and done. So it's the growth potential that I'm looking for with some of these guys. All right. So again, Trevor Lawrence taking number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, everybody saw it coming. Number four on my board. The Jets, number two pick, took Zach Wilson. He was number one on my board. I think there's a lot of potential there. And he's obviously showed a lot of great things in his senior year, but I think he really learns and develops really well. So I believe that he's going to learn, develop uh, throughout his career with the Jets. I also think they've improved their line and things like that. So I think he's going to have a really good chance to have a good career. The Niners took Trey Lance. All right, Here's the thing. He was fifth on my board. 
I had him a lot lower than most people, okay? And I am very frustrated as to why they took Trey Lance. I think there were a lot of other people there they could have taken. Uh, that would have been better, but they really like Trey Lance. So I get it. That's their guy. Number fifth on my board, or number five on my board, just because I don't think he's going to have a lot of room to grow. I think he's going to be a running type quarterback, and he's really not going to be able to make a lot of pocket passes. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens there. I don't like that pick overall, and I don't think it's going to pan out the best that it could for the Niners. Next was the Bears took the next quarterback on the board, Justin Fields. All right. He was seventh on my board. I was very frustrated with the Bears here. I liked the pick of a quarterback. I really enjoyed them picking a quarterback, even though I want to see Andy Dalton get another chance. But Justin Fields, come on, guys. Like, I really just – I couldn't get behind that pick. I really couldn't at all. Seventh on my board. I don't think there's a huge ceiling there for him. The Pats took Mac Jones. Huge for the Patriots. And, again, I am so frustrated because, you know what, here comes another rain – of successful football for the Patriots. Mac Jones, number two on my board. Number two on my board. I think he's got a lot of great potential. And with Bill Belichick and that franchise around him, backing him, I think that's going to be a really solid pick right there to be number two because they're going to surround him just like they did with Tom Brady, and we'll see what ends up happening. They don't really go after quarterbacks. They haven't really done that, but they've been shown to know when they've got something good and – I think they traded up for him for a good reason. So we'll see what happens there. Next, uh, we only got two more guys we're going to talk about for quarterbacks. And it was this was a draft full of quarterbacks, you know, a lot more than usual. But Tampa Bay took Kyle Trask. Now, this is a controversial one, and I know this is a hot take. Third on my board, okay, third on my board. And I think because of where he's going, I think he will end up with the best career from a lot of these quarterbacks because he's going to he's going to get to do what Aaron Rodgers did for Brett Favre. He's going to get to sit, learn, develop, watch from the sidelines from a great great NFL quarterback. I'm not going to say a goat like a lot of people say, but a great quarterback, great system, great coach, great coaching staff, and he's going to get to develop under them with no pressure. I think he's going to be a amazing player to take over when Tom Brady is done. So super excited for Kyle Trask. I loved that pick so much. Um, and we'll see what happens when he gets to take over the reins. And I think he will when that time comes. Next up is the Texans, Davis Mills. Okay. Ah, he was sixth on my board. You know, he's probably going to end up performing better overall um, than sixth from this draft just because I really don't see Deshaun Watson getting to play this upcoming season. I am with the people that thinks he's not going to get to play, um, if not the whole season, at least some of the season. So Davis Mills is going to get a shot. And a lot of the things with these quarterbacks is, are they going to get a shot or not? Are they really going to get a shot? You know, Justin Fields, is he really going to get a shot or is Andy Dalton going to outperform him? Andy Dalton's experienced. Bears will probably go with that because they had a decent defense last year, fairly good run game. I don't know. I mean, he may not even get a chance, you know? Trey Lance, yeah, he's probably going to get a shot, depending on the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, but who knows? And the Pats, Mac Johnson, he's going to get, or Mac Jones, he's going to get a shot. So Davis Mills will get a shot. I think he's going to get a shot, and that will probably bump him up this board a bit because he's definitely, I think, going to pass Justin Fields. Uh, so who knows? We'll see what ends up happening. At running back, okay, moving on. 
we are looking at Najee Harris, the number one running back taken in the draft, okay? Uh, third on my board. Uh, I know that's probably a hot take as well. He's third on my board. Um, I, I think he's a great player, you know, fairly intimidating physical runner, and I think he really fits well with Pittsburgh. So he was third on my board. After this pick, I probably will move him up to number two because I think he's a great fit for Pittsburgh. I think he's a wonderful fit for what they want to do. He can definitely pass block, um, and he he can really bust some people uh, in the run up the middle. Uh, and I, I think he's got some fairly good hands. I don't think we saw as much of it at um, Alabama as he's really able to do. So we'll see what happens there. And then NTN. All right, NTN was taken um, as a second running back off the board. Went to Jacksonville. This infuriated me, guys. And I'll talk about this a little bit later. But if you're Jacksonville, what are you doing? I I absolutely hated this pick for so many reasons. And we'll talk about it later. But NTN was second on my board. I had him ahead of Najee Harris. Because, quite frankly, NTN can do it all. He is a Swiss Army knife. He can get out there and do whatever he wants on the field. He can catch balls out of the backfield he can pass block not as effective as Najee Harris but he can also break a few tackles he's a little bit uh smaller he plays a little bit smaller than Najee Harris so you know not a, a pounder by any means you know when it comes to pounding on the defense but uh really good player I like him quite a bit and I'm just so upset I wish he would have went to another team where he could have made a more dynamic impact because I'll talk about it later I just don't like that fit in Jacksonville Javante Williams, number three off the board from North Carolina. He was number one on my board, actually. Number one, because this guy can do it all, okay? Yes, he's not as much of a pounding running back as Najee Harris. Yeah, he's not as great of a pass-catching running back as NTN. But you know what? He can do both of them. He can do both of those things amazingly well. So overall, I think he's the best running back that you could take. I think he can pass block. He can really break some tackles. He's shifty when he needs to be. I think he can do everything. He's a well-rounded running back, and I really love that pick. Um, going to Denver, I was a little upset with that. I wish he would have gotten to another opportunity where he could have been featured as fully the lead back. But I will get into some hot takes later, and he is going to be one of those hot takes. Um, next, Trey Sermon. Okay, Now, I like Trey Sermon mainly just because of the last name because you know I'm – I'm a youth pastor, or I used to be a youth pastor. My dad's a pastor. So I love the name Sermon uh, just because of that alignment there. But Trey Sermon, I do like that. I love the pick to San Francisco. Now, they clearly always have like a carousel running backs, and Trey Sermon's going to fit well within that carousel. Again, it's another one of those where he's not going to be featured as the lead back, and he's not going to get that primetime feature. So, again, look at last year's running backs. You know, the top one taken doesn't always get featured all that much so uh, we'll see what happens with him uh, maybe he won't get featured all that much but I think he'll end up being a split back uh, with Raheem Moster Michael Carter okay oh sorry Trey Sermon was fifth on my board by the way Michael Carter fourth on my board went to the Jets I absolutely loved this pick absolutely adored this because one he shouldn't have fallen that far in the draft he really shouldn't have fallen that far. He should have been the fourth running back off the board, and he shouldn't have fell to where he was regardless uh, of being fourth or fifth. 
And I think there's a lot more talent of the running back than a lot of the teams had this year. I, that's, that's something I really think. There's a lot more talent at running back than all the experts thought, at least in my opinion. And we'll see how this goes. But I think there were, there were some misses on here. Yeah, Najee Harris is great. Yeah, NTN is great. But Javante Williams, I think, is going to be amazing. And I think Michael Carter is going to be amazing as well because he can do it all as well. He's not as much of a physical running back as Javante Williams, but guess what? He is a lot quicker and shiftier than Javante Williams. He can make moves and he can make people miss. So I really liked what I saw out of him. Um, yeah, I, I really could have honestly went with Javante and, and Michael Carter uh, as one and two. I really could have. It was very, very close. Uh, with those top four on my board, but him going to the Jets, I'm telling you guys right now, he's gonna be the featured number one back. He's gonna, he's gonna be the featured number one back at the Jets. He's gonna get a lot of opportunity. So with that, I could see him moving up to third, if not second, on my board. Because Javante Williams might not get that number one featured role. He probably won't, especially to start the season. All right, moving on to receivers. Obviously, number one was Kyle Pitts. He was taken number one uh, from the receiving standpoint by the Atlanta Falcons. I like this pick quite a bit because it's Atlanta and it gives a really solid tight end to um, Matt Ryan, who we've seen take advantage of really good tight end play before. So I do really like that standpoint, but I also hate it from a standpoint that they got some really good wide receivers there that could really take away targets from Kyle Pitts. But We'll see. I think he's going to shine out. I think it's going to hurt Julio more than it is going to hurt Kyle Pitts. So we'll see what happens there. But I really like the pick. He's going to he's going to do really well from a passing offense and, and stuff there. Um, Jamar Chase. Okay, he was third on my board. Um, third on my board. Um, you know, I just I, I don't know. I, I was a little frustrated with this, and it seems like this through the whole draft. You know, Jalen Waddell, where he was taken. Javante Smith, where he was taken. I really am frustrated because it feels like these teams are taking players just to make the quarterback happy. Just to make their quarterback happy and keep him satisfied by bringing someone they're familiar with. And it's like, guys, were you really doing your homework on evaluating? Or did you just say, hey, all these guys are really good. You know what? We'll just take one that fits with our quarterback because they played with him before. That's lazy to me. That's a little lazy to me. Now I get it. You want to keep them happy, and that's absolutely fine because there's plenty of teams not making their quarterbacks happy right now. <clears throat> Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. But I think you should have done a little bit more homework and made a little more strategic moves here. It just seems really odd that the top three wide receivers that were taken all were taken mainly to pair with their quarterback, right? And then you got uh, Kadarius Tony uh, going to the New York Giants as fourth off uh, the fourth one off the board from a wide receiver standpoint. I I scratched my head a little bit at this. I know experts said that New York Giants needed more wide receivers, things like that. But they have a pretty talented wide receiving core, and I think it's kind of sad because I don't think he's going to get featured. And he's a very talented wide receiver. I think he should have went somewhere where he could be featured full-time. Um, I wonder and I worry that this might hurt Sterling Shepard and or Kenny Galladay's production from a fantasy standpoint because I think Gadarius Tony is going to be really making some moves and making some headlines when we get to offseason and, and things like that and we get to the preseason. I think he's going to do really well. So we'll see what happens with him, but I think he's going to have a bright future ahead of him um, there in 
New York. All right, so that is the discussion of the uh, top skill players and kind of where they went <clears throat> in the draft. And now we're going to talk about some surprises that we saw. You know, Aurora was sitting there watching the draft with me the whole time. We were sitting up late at night, uh, you know, after my, my wife went to bed. Um, Aurora and I were sitting there watching the draft still. Uh, Aurora was trying to keep quiet and not applaud too much to wake up my wife. But, hey, you know, she can only do so much to hold back her, her excitement. So some surprises. Mac Jones dropping to the Patriots, okay? Seriously, and I said this, guys. He was two on my board. Him dropping as far as he did and giving the Patriots a chance to go up and get him the way that they did, that's a huge surprise to me. Um, I, I, I just, I, I am, I, I'm mind blown by that. I really am. He shouldn't have dropped as far as he did. There's going to be so many teams that look back later and they're going to say, we passed up on him and we let him go to the Pats. I mean, that's two, two insults right there for a coach uh, or a GM. To be like, oh, wow, you passed him up for these other guys. Oh, and by the way, you let him go to the Patriots. So now they're going to start another franchise again. Uh, another franchise dynasty type team. At least I think that. So anyway, Niners liked Lance. I get it. But the Bears passed on him. Uh, it was crazy. Okay, I get the Niners like Trey Lance. And they took him over Mac Jones. But the Bears passing up on Mac Jones, I just, I think that's really puzzling to me. I was not a fan of that. Um, I can see maybe why they did it from what type of schemes they want to run, but man, I just, uh, it did puzzle me. I thought the Bears should have taken Mac Jones, um, cause I get the Niners like Trey Lance. All right. Giants taking wide receiver Tony. All right. And the Jags taking Etienne. Both of those surprised me. It's sad for me on multiple occasions. I think it's going to be either sad for Tony or Galladay. One way or the other. It's going to take targets away from one of those guys who honestly should be getting those targets as a featured wide receiver. I, I think there's going to be a lot to share in New, New York for the Giants now. And I think it's going to hurt production from a fantasy standpoint. So I was sad for that from a fantasy side. And for the Jags, I am so sad for James Robinson. This guy comes out undrafted free agent, rookie, fifth in yards. Fifth best running back in yards last year. As a rookie, undrafted. Are you kidding me? If you're the Jaguars, how do you not back that guy? How do you not support him? He was undrafted, signed with your team, and he showed out. He did work. He blew the doors off of everybody when they looked at him and thought what he was going to do this year. I mean, everybody wrote your guy's run game off, and he made it huge. So I, I am so frustrated with this. I think taking Etienne... I think they both can do the same thing. They both have the same type of skill set. And, and he has done so much reorganization within one year. How do you do that? How do you do that? I am so absolutely frustrated. There's so many other picks you could have taken at that time. And you go running back when you're literally a team that so many other teams are envious right now of your running back situation. Super frustrating. Okay, Kyle Trask. This is another surprise. Falling as far as he did. I really... I'm serious. He was third on my board. Could have been higher. And the fact of him falling as much as he did and ending up in Tampa Bay. Yeah, some people are going to say, oh, he didn't really fall that far. I mean, based on where he's projected to go. Yeah, I get that. But I think he should have been third on the board. And that's just based on my opinion. So that was surprising to me in Aurora because we thought that he was number three on the board for quarterbacks. Right. 
So that's the surprises that we kind of felt kind of throughout the draft there. Those ones really stuck out from us from a skill player standpoint. Surprises that we think are coming, though. This is going to be some hot takes here. Jarrett Patterson, running back from Buffalo, went undrafted. And Aurora and I were sitting there the last day of the draft, crossing our fingers, waiting for him to get selected. He did not. And we were so sad for this. This guy works his tail off. This he he is a little guy. I give you that. He is a short he is a he's a he is a little guy, right? He's not big giant built like Najee Harris. I get it. But this guy is brutal. He runs with force, he runs with power, he understands how to read his line, and he is signing with the Redskins right now and getting a chance through them. And I really think he's gonna make some moves and I think he is going to be featured with the Redskins. I, that's a hot take that I have and Aurora has. Look for Jarrett Patterson to be a featured back with the Redskins. I think him and Antonio Gibson give two great dynamics to that run game and look for them two to kind of split carries. That, that's a hot take I have, but that's that I really see that happening here. I think he could end up being next year's James Robinson in a, in a way. I mean, not being the featured back because Antonio Gibson's really good himself. But I think... I think he's going to be really good undrafted running back, just like James Robinson. Kyle Trask will perform very, very well learning under Tom Brady and become Aaron Rod the Aaron Rodgers in the future. I really believe this. I think that he's going to play very, very well, and he's going to learn under Brady. He's going to take his time, develop, and when he gets his chance, he's going to come out the gates blazing like Aaron Rodgers did. So look for that in the future. I know that that's kind of a hot take, but it's it's down the line for this to actually fruition. So it'll take a while for us to see what happens there. But that's what I believe will end up happening. And then Mac Jones to put New England back on the map. Guys, Mac Jones going there, perfect. Perfect fit. And, I, I mean, we there's a lot of teams, the Bears, all these other guys, they let the Patriots basically get back on the map with this one. I think they're going to get right back to form. He's going to come in. Do his work at training camp, get familiar, and Bill Belichick's going to put him right in there and, and let him get going. So I think New England's going to be back on the map and uh, probably win that division this year. Again, back to where they were, prominent, because Mac Jones. So again, another hot take. Um, all right, next hot take, Javante Williams to become split back featured in Denver. All right, now everybody's sitting there saying Melvin Gordon's there. Melvin Gordon is a talent. I get it, but Javante Williams, number one on my board. I think they're going to split carries. And I would not be surprised if later in the year, Javante Williams takes over the number one back role over Melvin Gordon. But I think they're definitely going to split carries. Javante Williams is a talent, and he will be amazing there. All right? Got two more hot takes here, and then we'll wrap things up. Next one is the Jets will have the best draft turnout from an offensive standpoint throughout this whole draft. I really think so. Michael Carter at running back. Zach Wilson at quarterback, and then Elijah Moore at wide receiver. I'm telling you, amazing, amazing ability from all three of these guys. I think they're all going to be really, really good. Elijah Moore, I think he's a little closer to his ceiling than some of the other wide receivers. But that's a really good ceiling anyway. I think he's going to be really dynamic and a, a great player out there. I mean, there's so much he can do from an athletic standpoint that – all he's got to do is get some reps and, and learn a little bit, and I think he'll be really good. He runs some good routes out there, too, from what I see on tape. So 
Wilson, Moore, Carter. I think from an offensive standpoint, the Jets are going to have the best offensive draft that we saw in this year's draft. So when it all said and done, we look back on it. I think they're going to have the best draft from an offensive standpoint. I think they're going to get back on track. I think the Jets are going to make some noise next year. I'm really excited about that too because they don't ever really get to do that. But I think they're going to this year. So we'll see what happens. But I think they're going to be really good um, compared to where they've been in the last few years. Last hot take, Kyle Pitts to become a top five tight end next year. Okay, Now a lot of people, some people may say this is not a hot take, but I believe it is because becoming a top five tight end in an offense where you've got so much wide receiving talent already. I mean, you've got two of the top two of the top 10 wide receivers right there with you, okay? And you're adding this tight end now. It's a pass first offense, so yeah, I think he's going to have a chance to do that. And there's not a lot of great tight ends out there. You know, you got Kittle, you got Goddard, you got Kelsey. You know, who who knows what happens with Zach Ertz? We'll see where he goes. You got Hunter Henry and some of these other guys that could step up and play really well. You know, Gronkowski is still out there right now for the the Buccaneers. I mean, so you got some good tight ends out there, but I really think Kyle Pitts is going to be a top five tight end. Honestly, I think he's going to be a top three. I think he's going to be a top three tight end. I think he's going to outperform George Kittle. I really do. I think he's going to outperform George Kittle because I have very little faith in Justin Fields and what he, not Justin Fields, but um, Trey Lance and what he's going to do out there with the 49ers. I think Kyle Pitts will benefit and actually be um, second on uh, for tight ends because I don't think Trey Lance is going to be a great passer. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. I think it's going to hurt George Kittle's production. Actually, no, sorry about that. Not second, third. He's going to be third, I believe, because Darren Waller is going to be second, and I believe that Travis Kelsey will be first as, as usual. So, yeah, that's where I have it. So that's a hot take there is Kelsey Kittle or Kelsey – Waller, Pitts, then probably Kittle, uh, but we'll see. Maybe you drop even further, depending on how how bad I think Trey Lance is going to be. I really don't have a lot of faith in that guy. Sorry, but I don't. So, yeah, and, and with that, I mean, that's kind of uh, everything we wanted to get to, wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, again, looking back on it, I mean, it, the most frustrating thing out of the whole draft was James Robinson's situation now because NTN was taken by the Jags. I, I'm so frustrated with that. I am unbelievably frustrated with that. And if you are a football fan, I think you should be frustrated with that because NTN has the ability to go somewhere and be a featured back somewhere, and he's not going to get the chance to now because rightfully so, James Robinson deserves to be a featured back, but they're both going to split now. So you got two guys who both deserve to be a featured back on teams, and they're going to be split backs. I mean, that's frustrating. That's really frustrating. I hate to see that. So that that was the most frustrating thing throughout the whole draft for me. Very disappointing. Um, you know, I, I don't have a lot of shares of James Robinson on my fantasy teams and stuff like that, and I'm really glad because his production is definitely going to drop, and I'm, I'm very, very sad about that. But, uh you know, we'll, we'll see how everything goes. You know, can't wait for the offseason. Can't wait to see some preseason games. So glad that we're dropping at least one of those. Uh, but see how some of these guys come out there and perform. And, uh, yeah, getting excited for fantasy football season uh, to come. It can't come soon enough. Uh, but, yeah, we'll talk about some other updates with the NFL throughout the offseason, how things are going. But, yeah, this is uh, 
It's definitely really crazy NFL draft this year. Definitely crazy NFL draft, and we'll see how everything pans out. But what did you guys think? Uh, what were some crazy picks that you thought? You know, how were your rankings with some of these uh, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers? Uh, you know, reach out. Let us know. Uh, you have our email, our Facebook page below. Uh, let us know what your ranks were. Let us know what you disagree with on some of our rankings, and and you know what do you think is bonkers for us? Um, but yeah, just some of our takes, and and we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, really appreciate it, uh, you guys taking the time to listen to us here. And uh, it was definitely a very exciting draft, and we'll get moving on to other topics uh, next week. So, yeah, with that being said, for me and Aurora, really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us. Thank you. Have a great one.